come and to laugh and to cry and to celebrate the ministry that Ernie and April Harvey have had here at Clinton for the last 21 years. And we just thank you for just how they've grown up here and the impact that they've made in the lives of thousands here. And we just celebrate the conclusion of this ministry. We are so excited for what you're going to do through them in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And we're excited for what the future holds here at Clinton First Christian Church. So bless us tonight. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Okay, how well do you know Ernie Harvey? Question number one. Ernie and April both grew up in the same West Indy suburb. Was it Avon? Was it Brownsburg? Was it Danville, Indiana? Or was it Plainfield? Right? Don't say it out loud. Don't say it out loud. Don't say it out loud. Write down your answer. Number, are, are we good? Do we think we know that one? Number deuce. Number two. What year did Ernie start school at Lincoln Christian College? If you were paying attention in church this morning, you know the answer to this. Was it 1986? Was it 1987? Was it 1988? Or was it 1989? And Harvey family, whenever you are ready, you can take your places on the stage. We have some special seats for you, okay? 86, 87, 88, or 89? Number three. Where did Ernie work as an undergraduate student at Lincoln Christian College? I think we saw that in the slideshow today. Was it A, the bookstore? Was it B, the cafeteria? Was it C, for maintenance? You know how handy he is. Or was it D, the student center? What do you think? You can't answer yet, buddy. Sorry. Can't answer. Can't answer. No, no. Not till later. Not till later. Number four. Ernie began at FCC in February of 1992. George Bush I was president. Can you name the other seven staff members at Clinton FCC at that time? And there were three ministry staff members, three secretaries, and one janitor. Yes, Micah, you can come up on stage. You're invited. Come on up, okay? It's all right, buddy. It's all right. And if you get this, you're really good. Three ministers... Three secretaries and one janitor. You do not count. Ernie is not one of the three. Not one of the three. How many of you think you know all seven? Come on. Come on. That's all one person? Come on. Two? Okay. All right. Are you ready to move on or do you need a little more time? I don't see anybody writing. Nobody's writing. Number, we're having fun. Say that with me. We're having fun. Number five, within 25, what was the morning worship attendance on Ernie's first Sunday, February 2, 1992, within 25? It is not multiple choice. This is not multiple choice. There, um, if anybody gets all 15, Ernie's buying him breakfast tomorrow. That's the prize. Number six, within 25, what was the Bible school attendance on February 2, 1992, Ernie's first Sunday at FCC, within 25? 
Charlie Belanzi, are you here? That question was for you, wherever you are. Okay, number seven. What percent vote did Ernie receive when he was voted in as children's minister at FCC? What percent? What percent? Uh, Are we behind? Numbers are right, aren't they? Yeah, okay. Number eight. Ernie has served with many elders during his time at FCC. Who was the chairman of the elders at FCC when Ernie was hired in February of 1992? And this was a very difficult answer to come up with. I wrote the quiz before I knew the answer, and it took me quite some time to track this down. Number nine. We're moving right along. What popular drink was Ernie addicted to in his early years of ministry? Was it Cherry Coke? Was it Dr. Pepper? Was it ginger ale? Or was it Mountain Dew? Don't say it. Don't say it. Number 10. For a time, Ernie and April actually lived in one of the small villages outside of Clinton. Was it DeWitt? Was it Kenny? Was it Lane? Or was it the one and only Wapella? What do you think? Don't say it out loud. Number 11. If you were with Ernie at a local eatery and he ordered something to drink, would it be coffee with cream and sugar, Jack Daniels on the rocks, Coke in a to-go cup, or sweet tea with a lemon? I I shouldn't have done that. That's not good, is it? I know. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. He's here. He's here. Okay. Number 12. Ernie has become famous in some circles for, excuse me, in church camp circles for leading a successful week of main camp. Which age group? Was it high school? Was it junior high? Was it fifth and sixth grade? Or was it preschool? And for those of you coming in, we do have some seats up here in the front. We've got a couple areas sprinkled out here. So uh, come on in. What was the age group? Yeah, the offering will not be passed in the front row, so you, you can uh, sit up front. Number 13, Ernie has proclaimed himself the king of which card game? Is it blackjack? Is it euchre? Is it poker? Or is it spades? I didn't say he is the king. He just thinks he's the king. Number 14, number 14, Ernie is a very close friend of which LCU professor for more than 25 years. Is it Bob Montz? Is it Dan Clymer? Is it Jeff Colleen? Or is it L.C. Sutton? And finally, number 15, Ernie recently has become something of a thespian at FCC through some uh, productions that have taken place, and he has portrayed biblical kings in back-to-back productions. Did he portray King David and King Herod, King Nebuchadnezzar and King Caesar, King Darius and King Herod, or King Solomon and King Herod? I think Herod might have been one of them. I do know the answer. Okay, how many of you think you've nailed all 15? There's nobody getting breakfast tomorrow, let me just tell you, okay? All right. Okay. Are we ready for the answers? Yeah? That's pretty lame. Are we ready for the answers? Number one. 
Survey says Brownsburg, Indiana. How many of you got it right? All right. Good job. Number two. What year did he start? Survey says 1987. How many of you got it right? Okay. Number Trace. Where did Ernie work? Survey says cafeteria. You look good, by the way, with that uh, apron on. Number four. Ernie began in February of 92, seven other staff members. How many of you think you know this? Seriously. Okay, the answers, please. Kent Hickerson, Dave Maben, Bob Winger, Ann Belangie, Dixie Punches, Shirley Fields, and Corwin Lane. Anybody get that right? Good job. Congratulations, the two of you that did. All right, number five. Within 25, what was the attendance? And before you put this up, Dana, just shout a guess out. What do you think? 325, 492, 550. Let's see what it was. 451. Did you get it? Wow, 450. Good job, Leslie. Okay, what about the Bible school attendance? Don't put the answer up yet, Dana. What do you think? Okay, I can't hear any of that. So, survey says 478, more than the morning worship attendance. What's up with that? Okay, I'll keep talking. Number seven. Number seven. What percent vote did Ernie receive as children's minister at FCC? Don't don't show it yet. I'm going to go out to the crowd here, and I'm going to ask the question. Barb, what percent do you think he received? I think he got 100%. 100%, okay. Cade, what do you think? What percent? 95. 95%. What do you think, Donna? 100. 100%. Survey said Ernie was never voted on. That's a true story. It's a true story. He was hired as a part-time children's minister in February of 92, was made full-time in May of 93, and never voted on. So we need 21 years of salary back. We can work out an installment payment plan, okay? Number eight. Ernie served with many elders during his time. Who was chairman in 92? What do you think? Any guesses? Who? Jay Washburn's a guess. Dana Corneman's a guess. I haven't heard the name yet. Survey says Steve Baum was the chairman of the elders in 1992 when Ernie was hired. Number nine, what popular drink was Ernie addicted to? Survey said Mountain Dew. Very good. Number 10, for a time, Ernie and April didn't live in Clinton. They lived in a small village. What was it? Lane. Number 11, and if anybody put number two here, we need to talk afterwards, okay? You know something I don't. What's the answer? Coke in a to-go cup, and there's more to that story. Number 12, what's the age group? Fifth and sixth grade is the answer, I believe. That's right. 13, Ernie thinks he's the king of what game? Survey says Euchre. I have people shouting he's the king of nothing. I'm not sure what that means, but okay. Number 14. Who's Ernie's close friend? Any guesses? 
Huh? Marla says L.C. Sutton. What's the survey say? L.C. Sutton. And then number 15, Ernie has become something of a thespian. What's the answer? King Darius and King Herod. And if you were here for Christmas, if, if you were here, if you were here for Christmas Eve, you saw a King Herod you'll never forget. Am I right? Okay. Hey, give Ernie and April a hand. Yeah. Because there were answers to give. Because that's what you do. Hey, Ernie and April and Sean, sorry, I stepped on your foot there. Hey, we want you to just relax, sit back. We have some guests that want to come and and share with you tonight. And we're going to start with Lynn Laughlin from Lincoln Christian University. Come on up. What a great night. I think all of you uh, are here because uh, of one person, uh, but most of you should be here because of April. So um, I don't know why you came. I came because of April. Um, the, the question that was asked about working at LC, back then LCC, he never worked. He only ate in the cafeteria. There's a lot. Of, what was that? He was making out in the cafeteria. <laughs> it was true. It's very true. No, actually, I came over tonight uh, when I found out that uh, you guys were going to honor Ernie and April and his family, boys. Uh, I just wanted to be here on behalf of Lincoln Christian University. Uh, back in the day, if you'd have voted whether or not this guy would ever succeed, you know what the vote would have been. <laughs> it was the same vote he got when he came here. But, you know, there are surprises in, the, in life, and the best statement ever is, he married right. He married way above his pay scale. But I just want to say on behalf of the school, and, and I serve as the director of alumni, we are very proud of what this young man, and I call him a young man because he's a whole lot younger than I am, what he's accomplished, and I know that uh, his work here at First Christian has been um, just an amazing work, and I know that you all love him very much. And I want you to know that at Lincoln Christian University, we're very proud of Ernie and we're proud of April, uh, what they've accomplished, what they've done so far. And uh, the Lord's going to open some doors for them, and there's great things ahead for them, and we're just very proud of what he's been able to do and what he's been able to accomplish. And we thank you for hiring you did hire. You didn't vote on him. You did hire one of our alums, and uh, we're very proud of that and thankful for what First Christian has done for him and uh, what he has done for you, and most of all, what he's accomplished for the kingdom of God, and we're very proud of him. Bless you, Ernie. Thank you, Lynn. Uh, Ernie has worked really close with uh, a variety of wedding coordinators, and that's a ministry that is spearheaded by Candy Heap, and I've asked Candy to say a few words. Well, I know some of you have only known Ernie a few years, and 5, 10, 15. We were blessed to know him 20. But let me just tell you, if you think Ernie talks fast now, you have no idea how fast he talked 20 years ago. And this is what happened. 
I was helping him with one of his first weddings. And when he got done, he came out and he's like, how'd I do? And I thought, hmm, probably should encourage this guy. <laughs> but I said, well, Ernie, I think you did okay, but I don't have idea of one word you just said. The entire wedding lasted 15 minutes. Now, Ernie said, well, that sounds just like what April would say. I talk too fast. So I thought I was a pretty good answer. But anyway, Ernie was excited because his first wedding lasted 12 minutes. So that was really a big thing for him. Anyway, I am really concerned about Ernie moving on, that he will just, he, he's going to miss all of that. Ernie, 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 whenever he walks into a room, when he goes to the grocery store, wherever he goes, it's just Ernie, Ernie, Ernie. I thought, what am I going to do? So I thought, well, I could make maybe a CD for you that, you know, he could turn on and hear Ernie, Ernie. But I thought, um, maybe what I'd do instead, I want those people from Indiana to really know what he's like here in Illinois. And so I got him something for when you're really feeling lonely that nobody's yelling Ernie. Okay. That maybe he could wear this. It says, I'm kind of a big deal in Illinois. And keep wearing those orange and blue colors in Hoserland. I mean Hoosierland, I'm sorry. Okay. I've asked Ed Bacon to come. Ed ministered uh, at Wapella just up the road for eight years. And Ernie and Ed were pretty close friends. Played some YMCA basketball together. And they're still talking. So I've asked Ed to come and just share his perspective as a fellow minister in the area. Ernie, I know this is very uncomfortable for you. <clears throat> That is being the center of attention. I know <clears throat> you just hate this, and I think you've done so well. You're finally comfortable behind a microphone. I, I know how much you've hated microphones over the years. <clears throat> uh, some of you may know that Ernie, Greg, and I went to school together. We were all students at Lincoln Christian College <clears throat> back in the late 80s, early 90s, and Ernie and I spoke on a daily basis. That's right. I don't know if you remember, uh, Ernie would say to me, make sure you put your silverware in the bucket in the tub and dump your tray into the... the and, and I would say, just shut up and wash my dishes. Um, spoke on a regular basis. <clears throat> but sometimes, and I'll tell you, he must have been the most efficient dishwasher that Lincoln Christian College has ever had. He was like a whirlwind in there, and sometimes he would stop and talk to me a little bit about his beautiful bride-to-be, April, uh, that she was going to be coming to Lincoln from Indiana in the next semester. I still remember it like it was yesterday, and I always wanted to ask him, how did you talk such a cute girl into going out with you? I just, I never got it, but I, I, we never went there. Shortly after I, I became the minister at Wapella, where I ministered for about eight years, Ernie called me on the phone and asked me if I had a truck. And 
I said, yeah, as a matter of fact, I do. Ernie said, I need to pick up a ping pong table over at the Eagles. And so I said, great, uh, let me give you a hand. We pick up a beautiful ping pong table. It looked like it was brand new and a really nice one, not one of those really cheap ones you pick up at Walmart. It was nice. I put it in the back of my truck. Ernie's riding in the bed to make sure the ping pong table doesn't go anywhere. I kind of blank out. I forget as we're driving back to the church that he's even back there with the ping pong table. I whip around the corner sometime around the, somewhere around the Freedom Gas Station, and I hear a scream, and I hear a ping pong table flying out of the back of my truck. And so I screech to a halt, and I come out, and I look, and I see Ernie leaning over my truck bed with the ping pong table still in his hand. He's got the frame in his hand. And I'll never forget his words to me. He asked me, are you high? The corner of the ping pong table was a little chewed up. We got it back in. Needless to say, Ernie never called me to use my truck again. That was the last truck ride he took in the bed of my truck. As Greg mentioned to you a little while ago, Ernie started something called what came to be known as Preacher Ball on Monday mornings. And at times we would have as many as eight or nine area ministers playing basketball on Monday mornings at the YMCA. I know Jay Wickenhauser came and Colin Runyon, and I remember Dennis Blue as well was a regular every Monday would play basketball with us. And uh, at the time, Greg uh, was working at Lincoln Christian College in admissions, and we had stayed in touch. We'd been friends. And so I invited him to come over to play a little preacher ball with us. Greg, of course, has got a, a history now with the YMCA, served on the board, and, and I think this was probably his very first time in the Clinton YMCA gym. I called him to come over to play some ball and things got a little ugly every now and then. They shouldn't have preachers playing ball together, but we got a little bit competitive. Well, <laughs> Greg is running down the middle of the court, and he's turning. He's looking off to one side. So Ernie decides to set a pick on Greg at half court. A half court pick on Greg. And I tell you, Greg crashes into Ernie. His glasses fly off his face. He's holding his nose. And to this day, Greg says he thinks he caught a knee below the belt. <laughs> Ernie was very apologetic, and I believe it was sincere, though he didn't suffer any effects from that pick he set on, on Greg. But who would have thought four or five years later the two of you would be serving on staff? together. Ernie, you are one of a kind, and I mean that in the kindest way. Um, when God made you, he broke the mold, and, and he has used you in such fantastic, profound, powerful ways to impact an entire community for the kingdom of God. Well done. Well done.
when I was um, trying to decide whether to accept this ministry, I did a little bit of negotiating with the elders. And uh, there were really three terms of that negotiation. Number one is I wanted to be able to live in Chestnut still. Number two is I wanted to be able to preach whatever I could preach. I didn't want anyone saying you have to preach this or you have to preach that. And number three, I didn't ever want to have to play basketball with Ernie Harvey ever again. Hey, Ernie, we have a a, a very special um, special for you tonight. Uh, We know that you're a huge fan of the Clinton Choir. They do a great job, First Christian Church Choir. And uh, we have asked them to come tonight. And I think Larry is going to say a few words. And you guys may actually want to just kind of turn around as they share a song with you tonight. Thanks. Ernie and family, we, um, we know how much you like our music. And we wanted to bless you tonight with a special song. And Ruth wanted to be here. This was something that she was really convinced we needed to, uh, to do. But since she couldn't, she asked me to fill in for it tonight. So I've been blessed to um, practice with them once. And they, they're, they're professionals. Um, but we want this to be a heartfelt song for you.
staff meeting several weeks ago, and Ernie said that he wanted his farewell song to be, You Can't Keep a Good Man Down. And Adam said he thought, Oh, Happy Day might be more appropriate, and the choir took it, and they ran with it. Choir, thank you very much. Give the choir a hand one more time. Thank you very much. At this time, I'd like to ask Dick Quartz to make his way up. Dick, are you in here? (laughs) <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry, buddy. I, I just, I know. We're bringing out all the, uh, all the big guns tonight for you, buddy. Uh, county office called. They need you back. Okay, <laughs> sorry. And Adam, come on up. Mr. Harvey. <laughs> for those of you who may not have long memories, I was on that 1992 uh, church board had hired Mr. Harvey. At that time, we saw this brash young kid, and we thought, you know, he's going to grow up and mature and calm down. (laughs) We blew it. We blew it. Fortunately, he didn't, and fortunately, Fort Wayne will have an asset with your energy, and we appreciate that. Another thing about Mr. Harvey that some of us have noticed in this congregation, especially if you're my age, Mr. Harvey always has a hangdog look. When I first met the young man, he was a broke college student. And basically, he was looking for a free meal wherever he could get one. <laughs> that hasn't changed, and my pocketbook reflects that. <laughs> but life does go on. For many years, I was in charge of the bus ministry here, and one thing I learned is you never want to have a youth minister have anything to do with mechanical equipment. (laughs) Mr. Harvey, I keep saying Mr. because if I say something else, I'll get in trouble. Um, Mr. Harvey informed me that he'd checked the oil one day on our large motor coach. And I looked at him and I said, what do you mean? He says, well, I went out and checked the oil. I says, how could you do that? The engine was running. He said, well, you just take the dipstick in and look at it. And he again proved he's a dipstick. But... Much has been mentioned about April, and I think I can't leave without saying a comment regarding Miss April. I see two young Mr. Harveys up here this day, and there's a third Mr. Harvey, Derek. I had the good fortune to be involved in the adoption of Derek, and that went through fairly smoothly. 
down southern Illinois. But there was a problem with the adoption. And the problem is essentially April's perception of the Illinois law. We did the adoption. I got her the certified birth certificates, but she wanted because she's now mom. Ernie's dad. April looked at the birth certificate and was aghast. She says, you can't do this. I can't do what? It says I'm 15 years of age when I had this kid. (laughs) And I said, well, Ernie was 17. You kids must have had a lot of fun when you were kids. And, but that's where we're going to leave this. So good luck to you, bye. Well, I think of anybody working at the church right now, um, I'm probably the one that's closest to you uh, just because we've had to work together through uh, a lot of times. Ernie, for a while, was my, was my boss, and so there was a stage where it wasn't so fun. Uh, no. uh, but we get along really well together. But uh, one of my favorite memories of Ernie was when we first met. And uh, I remember like it was yesterday. It was my first real impression of who Ernie was. And uh, he called me up, and he was looking for an intern, and I was looking for an internship. And he called me up, and he said, hey, I need an intern. I want him to start in June. This is like the end of April. And, uh, and he said, let's meet at Ned Kelly's in Bloomington. I got a coupon. <laughs> so I said... Okay, that'll be fun. You know, I can get, I can, I'm okay with Ned Kelly's. So we meet at Ned Kelly's. He doesn't have just one coupon. He has like four coupons. We get a free appetizer, a free dessert, and then they have this special running, which was his favorite thing. They had this special running that they give you a sealed envelope at, at the end of your meal. When they bring you your check, they, they give you a sealed envelope, and they said, bring this back. It has to be sealed, um, and there's a special unknown discount inside. The envelope looks similar to this. We met for maybe a couple hours, and during that time, they brought out the check after like 45 minutes, and there's, you know, the light hanging down close close to your table. For an hour and 15 minutes, in 15 minute intervals, Ernie would hold up the... Hold up the envelope, trying to figure out. I'm not sure we actually talked about my internship, but we did correctly identify what the coupon was. I love it. Um, Ernie has um, so many catchphrases that I've been a part of over the last few years. Um, One of my favorites is, attend the church of your choice, preferably not this one which I think is appropriate for a youth minister. Um, he, he would always bring bad news into my office about something I needed to do or something, and then he would throw in this quick little thing, don't kill the messenger, which I was a huge fan of. Um, he, he would always say, I don't want to say it, but I will, when, in fact, he actually wanted to say it. Um, but Ernie and I have a special relationship. Um, we've gotten along really well together. Um, and our relationship has just grown uh, so much over these last couple of years. Um, 
I got to see Ernie uh, have maybe a dozen people come in and out of his office in one day. Um, and in fact, when I was first an intern, I often wondered how he got anything done because he had so many people coming in and out of his office. And, uh, and so I realized that Ernie has unlimited energy. And uh, I, was, I was 21 when I started here. Um, and Ernie has always been up on the energy, as far even even for me as a college student at the time. Um, I wondered how he could do so much, and I still don't know. Um, we would go to Denny's with uh, some college students at midnight, and then get back at 2 a.m. and he'd go back to bed and wake up to play preacher ball at 6 a.m. And I'm thinking I could never do that. I could never do that. But anytime I, I needed a laugh, I, I would always go to Ernie's office. Um, we'd always joke about some tick, Tim Hawkins video that just came out on YouTube, um, or I'd give him a hard time for being colorblind because his tie didn't match. Um, and, and we'd often joke about uh, one of his favorite songs, which, Greg's already, which Greg already referenced, Can't Keep a Good Man Down, which I love that. He told me that one day in the car. On the way to an internship fair in Lincoln, <laughs> I was in disbelief. Um, but one of my favorite parts of Ernie's ministry here is just uh, his love for people and his willingness to just drop everything. Um, he may have had uh, five lessons to do that week, um, and somebody called him up and said, hey, we need you to come to the hospital, and he would drop anything uh, at a moment's notice. And uh, you really have a heart for people. And uh, it's been a pleasure to serve with you and to have you be a mentor of mine and to, to shepherd me and to take me uh, under your wing. And uh, really appreciate it. And uh, myself and my whole family just uh, wish you guys the best. So, love you. Ernie, this morning, uh, obviously, we were able to, to give your family a, a love gift, and we'll be passing a plate in just a moment, but I didn't think we could let the opportunity pass without giving you some very special parting gifts, and believe it or not, there's a story with each of these gifts. Um, my first recollection of Ernie during kind of the interview process and trying to decide is Clinton the place that, that I want to go is we gathered for a meal with a couple other people and I, I found it really interesting that as I was eating my meal, Ernie was so intrigued with what was on my plate, he just took his fork and leaned over and, and took a bite of my food. And I found out that that wasn't the exception. That's kind of the rule. That's just... Hey, if I want a French fry, I'm going to take a French fry. And I'm really worried about you starting out in Fort Wayne because, believe it or not, most people don't do that. So I'm giving you a, uh, a classic mix, 20 packs of chips. When you go out to eat with people, I want you to take one of those with you, put it in your pocket, and when the urge comes to grab that French fry or that chicken nugget, just go ahead and open up one of those instead, okay? Um, we know that Ernie is the king of M&M's. And I just really felt like as he gets ready to conclude this ministry, we need to shower you with M&Ms. So I went to the store the other day, and I found that there are peanut butter M&Ms, and there are, I didn't even know this, dark chocolate M&Ms, 
We've got, of course, the standby peanut M&M. I think that's peanut butter, actually, that Micah has. You've got the pretzel M&M, which is much healthier. You have here, what is this? The almond M&M. Did you know there was an almond M&M? There's the Old Faithful, my favorite, just the plain M&M. And Ernie, every time you eat one of these, I want you to think of me because I hate this so much. How about coconut M&Ms? Just for you, buddy. There you go, okay? I've been to many restaurants with Ernie in the last six years, and um, he, he does have a variety of taste buds, but one thing that happens every single time we get together is that when he orders his drink, he has to get the drink in a to-go cup. Don't ask me why. And when we do it in Clinton, they're just used to him, but when we go places like Decatur or uh, you know Bloomington or Champaign, uh, you know, they look at you like, what you talking about, Willis, type of a thing. But I'm a little worried about you. They didn't get that joke on Christmas Eve, and they didn't get it tonight. <laughs> Different strokes is too long ago. Okay. Um, I wanted to give you your own package of to-go cups, so when you start in Fort Wayne, you don't have to ask for a to-go cup. Just take it with you, okay? Because, again, we don't want those, those, those weird looks early on in ministry. We don't want that to happen. And here's a Pepsi, by the way. Don't open it in the sanctuary. No pop in the sanctuary. And I know you've never broke that rule. Wink, wah, wah, wink. Um, Many, um, I know, I know, I know. Many elders meetings, Ernie would hand out his report, and a real staple of his report was the number of Dairy Queen visits that he would have in the previous month that the church paid for. It was a great gig in many ways. And uh, if you were ever the, the beneficiary of an Ernie Harvey Dairy Queen visit, will you raise your hand right now? Look at all those hands. Look at that. So, again, I'm worried about your leadership at Fort Wayne. I don't want you to get fired for too many Dairy Queen visits. So we've got a Dairy Queen gift card for you, okay? Starting off in ministry there. I went over overboard, buddy. Overboard there. And then last but not least, actually, you can give it to Sean and Mike, okay? The church will pay for it. Last but not least, um, Ernie really is a good preacher, and I love to hear Ernie preach. And there's one particular illustration that has just kind of, the tears just kind of started to develop, and it started to trickle down just about every time I've heard it. And it's the Christmas story of disappointment. So, Ernie, we want to give you your own remote control car. There you go, buddy. There you go. It's all, there's no, there's no string. There's no, there's no string at all. Um, we love you, and as you see these gifts, we want you to think about us often. We thank about, uh, we thank you so much for all that you've done. April, um, extra jewel in the crown for you, just for the 21 years. And Sean and Micah, we love you. Um, I actually, in the negotiating process with Chris Steele, the preacher at Georgetown, I was willing to let you go, but I said I can't lose Micah. Micah does too, that's too much stuff around here with the PowerPoint and everything else. So you're staying. Is that okay? Okay. All right. All right. Give them a hand.
We're not done yet. We're just, we're, we're not done. Don't, don't be nervous. Um, at this time, Adam has put together about a four-minute video tribute. It's kind of uh, bigger and better than what you saw this morning. And at this time, the ushers are going to pass the baskets. We did take a love offering for the Harvey family this morning, but I know many of you were not able to be here this morning, and we want to encourage you, if you want to, to shower them with love through a financial gift at this time. So, Adam, Dana, go ahead and hit the video, and ushers, Come on up. Just the same. You can say that you don't believe it, but. 
got a couple more things that we want to do. I'm going to ask Kevin Peterson to come up and share, and after that, we give you the microphone. All right? Welcome, Kevin Peterson.